Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Joel Madden, and this is Artist Friendly. On this episode, I'm talking to Ashton Irwin from Five Seconds of Summer. What's up, Ashton? What's up, man? How are you? I'm great, dude. Um, so for everybody listening, Ashton Irwin is here. Hello, it's me. Ashton Fletcher Irwin. Yeah. Born 7 July. Yeah, happy birthday to me just recently. Happy birthday. Yeah. 1994. Yeah, it's ticking on a little bit. I'm 79. <laughs> An Australian musician. Yep. Traditionally, uh, yep, that's where it got going. Drummer of band, of rock band, Five Seconds of Summer. Since 2014, Five Seconds of Summer have sold more than 10 million albums. Damn. Whether you knew that or not. I'm reading your Wikipedia. <laughs> that could be dangerous. Well, the thing Honestly. that's frustrating about <laughs> Wikipedia is it's always a little off. Yeah, I, I actually avoid reading my Wikipedia. But it's, uh... here's the problem is anytime anyone, if I say Ashton Irwin's here and someone's listening and they don't know, they Google you, they read your Wikipedia, and then they read. The, the thing I hate about Wikipedia is there's always like things thrown in there that don't matter. It's all from internet articles that are basically deemed like truthful or yeah right which most of them actually are off they're recontextualized yes and it's a bit brutal like because artists often get out there you tell truthful stories about where you are what made you where you came from and they're sensitive topics usually i mean if you really want to share and affect people and like actually connect and show some soul absolutely you know <laughs> and like some of the details are wrong you guys might have sold more than 10 million albums oh definitely um no sold, <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> sold sold over 2 million concert tickets worldwide you might have sold more than 2 million concert tickets uh the uh so the band's song streams surpassed 7 billion wow did you know that i didn't know that either that's really impressive i'm not a stats guy yeah no i'm just it, not it, like <laughs> yeah uh maybe i should be one of the most successful Australian musical exports in history. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but I mean, the wave that's coming out of Australia, though, is really good. That man, like, you know, it's yeah. fantastic. Anyways, you're, it goes on. There's a bunch yeah. of stuff in there. <laughs> um, thanks for coming, man. Oh, it's a pleasure to talk to you. I know we've been mates for a long time, and, um, you know, you're always growing what you do. And I remember. Our first introduction was just hanging and writing songs. Yep. With uh, John Feldman. Yep. Back in the day. Back in the Dizzy. Yeah. Uh, one of my best musical memories was when y'all sent us Amnesia. Oh, dude. The track. What a, what a song. And the boys and I were in a hotel room in Toronto, I think. And we listened to it and we were just mind blown. We we're like, this is an absolute banger. <laughs> it's one of my favorite songs that I've ever been a part of. And, you know, we, we played it a couple of times when we were doing the Madden Brothers thing. Yeah. And it's just such a, it's, it's, I don't know, that song's special. But, uh, and for anybody listening that doesn't know our relationship, we go way back. Um, and I, I said this to you, of, 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 I think like a month ago, but when I think of you guys, when I think of Five Seconds of Summer, um, not only as a band, but as guys, uh, not only are you like, from the first time I met you to all the way to now, watching all you guys like just go through the, 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 
what it means to have a career. It's really hard to have a career. It's not only hard to just have that first big record, but then what do you do after that is the hardest part that no one tells you about. Um, but you guys have, you know, d developed not only into a, ba a badass band, if you go see Five Seconds of Summer Live, if you listen to the songs record after record, um, but as people, you guys are all just good guys. And, Thank you. Um, and I feel like I have to say it, and to be able to say it publicly, to be able to say it like somewhere like this, is I feel so grateful that you guys let us into your creative world and we got to work on songs together and we got to be a part of um, that part of your journey with you. But to be a part of your success, uh, I don't know how many people have said thank you, but I always just feel so grateful it was it, especially at a time in my life when i was figuring out what what do i have to offer the world with music like wh what does it matter what do i matter like can i you know and, and i think that like you guys uh put a lot of confidence uh back in us mm -hmm. and you shared something with us that like you don't have to share you know you're on your journey you're having your success and you don't owe anyone anything. But you guys included us in some things that I'll never forget. And I always feel like it was such an important part of my like musical journey, my career. And I just like always feel when I think about Five Seconds of Summer, um, there, I just feel like super grateful to to like have been able to witness that part of your career. Thank you. Yeah, we I mean, you um, in our in our innocent mind, you know, in our childlike way, when you met us, we were pretty young. Yeah, you guys were young. Um, we were just drawn to the truthfulness and the guidance you were dishing up to us when we were chatting. It'd be like, that makes total sense to me. Yeah. That's not bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not. And and we picked that up, you know, and we really appreciate it. We needed guidance. We needed help. We needed uh, some kind of like uh, reassurance that what we had was worth protecting and worth mm. like um worth understanding deeper and and opening ourselves to like collaboration too because yeah. we were really very undeveloped songwriters back then we were writing directly from the heart there was no tricks there was no melodic math there was no like kind of trying to see ahead and write the song that you know people want to hear next next week you know like it was just pure and um direct from our energy and i think uh it's how we are when we're that age. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You know, also when you come into this and you're like you're teenagers, you guys were so young. Um you still had chops back then. You guys all had chops back then. Now I would say you're the most like I'd say five seconds of summer today and you as a musician today, because um your musical ability and your musical kind of um you know your, your prowess as a musician is it 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 goes beyond what you just do on stage and what mm. you just do on the records with five seconds of summer i've heard you know not only the solo music that you've released um you know your your projects that you do um and uh your musical chops are insane that's amazing yeah i love it i just love it i've been on my path since i was young and i knew music would save me um so it was just like the only way for me i'm not really 
um i'm not super sharp at a bunch of other stuff i'm not like the best businessman ever i'm not you're like, pretty good actually i'm getting better <laughs> you're good but i apply myself now because i'm like those skills will help me shine you know and the people yeah. around me do better um but yeah i i that's where it's always been rooted and i think the musical um application and mastery and that kind of thing and sticking to that path keeps you safe from all the the stuff that doesn't matter yeah it's been my perception anyway it's the like, bullshit yeah like right. um you know keep looking after your skill and keep sharpening your skill because it can't be just ripped away from you like a lot of things um my ability or my patience to learn and make better music or just get better at what i do more flexible in my mind when i create things um that's where it's really at that's that's how you create the longevity do you think that um the size of like the success of the career or the overwhelm of all of it because i think when you're going through all of that there's some of it you're in control of and a lot of it you're not in control of yeah um do you think that like maybe the music going back to the music always because i've i've always kind of found you to be like a a a, a real musician first mm -hmm. um do you think that kind of like in a way like gave you a, a quiet place to like to retreat to from the overwhelm of like yeah a career that can sometimes feel like it's out, out of control of your hands like yeah you know my feelings were that it was the only thing people weren't looking at right like <laughs> yeah it was like it's true like people aren't even giving a damn about how good a musician i am right like they're talking about other stuff like who i'm dating or what i yeah. did wrong yeah what i said wrong or what i did right or whatever the hell and it was never focused on like, are you doing your rudiments, dude? Are you doing right. your scales in the morning? Yeah. Like, are you, you know, are you, yeah. It was just, it always felt safe and pure and it's practice, it's spiritual. So, yeah. Yeah, it's just about that for me. Probably kept you safe in some ways too from getting like, what I find when I see a lot of musicians and a lot of my friends who have had these big careers, um, it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm as great as it is i'm not even saying anyone's complaining They're, it's just overwhelming and they've they didn't retreat back to yeah. their musical to the music to yeah. the to the to the quiet center of it and they got caught up in some bullshit that they were trying to escape the other bullshit yeah because i'm a drummer yeah. as well like i didn't bet on my career lasting forever and i don't um, that's funny so i'm like look i might you know i just got i've got to be ready for anything i got to be ready i got to be sharp i got to protect myself through actual dedication and work not just like indulging in the the pop cultural success of my the group i'm a part of you know mm. um that seemed kind of like a little unsturdy <laughs> mm. um but it always does. It does, yeah. And I just felt like, you know, if I just stick to my path and what I was actually practicing before I even met those other guys, I might be okay. Um, but yeah, you just dedicate to what's true in your in your life, you know. That's kind of like a real blue collar. It is approach yeah. to it is to this because yeah, I we're from similar backgrounds, right? Which is crazy to hear you say and for me to understand and agree with yeah because you know i'm from western sydney yeah middle of nowhere 
Sticksville. I'm from Charles County, Maryland. Which I didn't Middle of nowhere. Um, <laughs> you, could, you, you could go see it and it, it's pretty far away. And, um, the people are really great. It's yeah. a really beautiful place. Um, but I didn't learn anything about the music business. No. And didn't even seem like a possibility. Uh, but I had the same approach as you. I was, I was like, if I just do, a, if, I, if I focus on the work mm -hmm. and I just learn things and learn how to do things, mm -hmm. I can always have a job. Yeah, it's just keeping, not coming to conclusions about what you are. Like, I think that's a big part of it. Like, don't apply what people say you are to who you actually are. Like, that's mm. a big journey, I think, that a lot of us, all of us probably go through. And yeah, I never came to conclusions about, oh, no, I'm the guy from this band. It's not the sum of who I am. No, and don't allow it to be. Like, people are just so much more special than that. I don't think anybody needs to say they're one thing because of something they did well um, or some success they had or whatever um, because I think just as a, a dude as well like I still need uh, because of that blue collar upbringing I still need a hammer to hold on to yeah like whatever the hell that looks like in my world you yeah know? i still need that for my peace of mind and my spirituality my relationships my work ethic like it needs to hang on something real that i understand at a real simple level like that keeps me healthy what do you think the um I, and it feels to me like like all of you guys in five five seconds of summer um came from similar backgrounds right yeah we were we were just buzzing around the same same grounds yeah. we Luke was Luke's mom was my math teacher at high school. Wow, which is crazy. Yeah, I met her when I was fourteen, and she goes, "No, you can keep drumming on the tables in math class. That's fine. I understand how it is. My son's a musician. Little did I know that was Luke. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. Like the synchronicity that was already happening, the alignment between just us as people in the band was already happening long before we even met. And then how long after that did you actually meet him and, and become friends? About four years oh, okay. later. Wow. So I don't know how that happened. It was just, you know, but for conversation's sake, yeah, we were from similar areas. Right. And uh, we all kind of knew of, e knew of each other because there was about 10 musicians. <laughs> and, and, and and for the sake of, 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 of understanding um, for, pe for, you know, anyone listening, um, I'm uh, what and what I'm kind of getting at is like no one in the band was 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 uh, born with a obscene amount of wealth. No, um, no. everyone comes from a pretty working class. Yeah, uh, that's Aussies too. Like, right, that's very Australian. Very, yeah. There's um, some rich Australians though. <laughs> hell yeah, there's a lot of rich Aussies. There's like, a lot of rich so Australians in the world. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah. Very prosperous, yes. like hardworking people. Yeah, but look, I I'm just like. I'm son of a landscaper. Like, yeah, I used to go to work with with my dad, my stepdad, and yep. I'm mowing lawns. That's where I started. Then I got a job at Blockbuster. Yeah, and then I joined a band. That's what you do. I mean, you look <laughs> you look around and you see people working. Yeah, and then you go, okay, I'm gonna have to work. Yeah, I just went, oh my god, like I don't have any support from anywhere else. Mm -hmm. What the hell am I gonna do here? Like, I better start working early, get ahead of this because I'm miles behind. Like, yeah. Yeah. And you and Luke are really close. We're close, yeah, especially with our songwriting thing. Yeah. I, I really love writing. I love writing with older guys. They have different muses that you engage with. And yeah. We all write a specific kind of song together. Right. But um, 
Luke and I have a special relationship with our songwriting stuff. It's kind of like we don't allow anything to touch it. Like even if him and I had a disagreement or something, we could still write a song together yeah. the next hour because it's compartmentalized in a hmm. this space that's safe and just creative and it, respectful. It, it, again, like I hear that and I go, very blue collar. Yeah. Like we got to go to work. Exactly right. Like mm. show up, don't bring... You know, we bullshit. can fight at dinner. Yeah. And we can have a whole thing for weeks. We can have a family disagreement that, you know, every, you know, we go through these things with our family where we're all in something and like for weeks we're figuring something out and there's some tension around something. Yeah. But like if we work together, we, we go to the job site and we do the job. Me and Benj were like that a lot with Good Charlotte. We would, we would, we would argue or we had to, we had to learn how to communicate and, and process because mm -hmm. we didn't get that growing up. Yeah, because hard, you know, our parents worked hard. Mm -hmm. They weren't big communicators. The, the job was feed the kids, keep a roof over your head, right? And like, and so like, our generation, I don't think anyone learned how to like, to like process experience and go like that made me feel like this or mm -hmm. like communicate with one another and understand each other's experience. Yeah, and it also takes a long time just as a singular human being to become aware of your own ego and yeah. your, your own traumas and, the, and your own hooks that you got stuck in your back. Like it takes a long time to like feel, see and, and you know, observe and then understand. And, you know, uh, that's why I think we leave room with my relationship, my creative relationship with Luke and Cal and Mike. Like, we leave room uh, for like mistakes or yeah. or waves. We call them. Like everybody goes through right. waves of life that are not very understandable from other people. Right. But you need to not hold it so tightly and try to be controlling of the the nature of the relationship. When did that like really? materialize as like a, a function of your band like when did you guys mature in that way where you were like able to like last week yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a work in progress yeah. hey? it's like it's always getting smoother though right and whenever we have creative conversations or business conversations or whatever it always becomes more understanding and transparent and smoother because um you know we really do make room for each other to live life it's not about the band like we have these once we have one life each you know and everybody still has to live it can't be totally dominated by what the band are doing yeah, you got to have your real life got to where you're a person going through human shit yeah and you're 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 hopefully you're developing and evolving and then you bring that back to the music and if you if there's room for it the music grows too yeah um it does yeah yeah every time because when I see your band, I do, I kind of feel that from you guys. I feel like you guys are like brothers that have grown up together and they're, and you're all different yeah. and you all have your, I'm sure the interpersonal relationships between bands are real human beings in and in in it's like being married to four people. It's crazy to tie your fate to three other people. Yeah. Like that's the way I think about it. It's that deep. Mm -hmm. It's like, for me, it's like I fully gave my presence and my energy to this creative vessel that is um comprised of three other people yeah you know and gave my livelihood to it too you know and your youth your whole youth yeah it's like here it is you know and uh that's how deep the sacrifice feels in the soul yeah but 
you know, to share that is, it sounds dramatic, but it's really like what, what it is, you know? I mean, it is, it, it is kind of dramatic um, because it's real. You didn't go have a college experience and, and get to have the, 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 the youthful experience of like, of growing up in kind of the normal, on the normal path of like, you, you go to college, you have your first big relationship, you have, yeah. you, you learn how the world works, you learn how to live in the world. That's what I think of when I think of college. It's like this safe microcosm of life that you can go learn how to like navigate the world. Yeah. And like, we didn't get to do that. No, I was fascinated by it, like growing up, like yeah. when I would get to speak to people that weren't in a band or anything like that, and they'd be like, yeah, we're the same age. And the stuff they were doing and what I was doing was just not even relatable, like totally different lives. Absolutely. And probably sounded really cool to you. It sounded super cool to me. It sounded pretty like, um, it just sounded like there was more room for self, like there was no, because everything we did growing up was kind of in the public eye too. So it's like you're just being young and learning how to live in front mm-hmm. of people is just like it's just confusing like because really the biggest thing in my life has been that inner voice like teaching myself how to speak to myself like that's been massive it's like i allow myself to have positive talk to myself for my own growth and survival because if i listen to everything everybody said about what i do or how i live mm. or i'd be a mess I, it's too much input you know mm. um but then that's more spiritual approach, you know? Yeah, but I do think that there's like a really valuable thing there for like, you know, I think about like when I hear, why I like to have these conversations is I love to, to talk to people that I think are special, that have done really special things, um, and then that have had success. Mm. And especially someone who, you're a perfect example of someone who had success at a young age, and then had to learn how to live in the world and in that and navigate personal growth, real life, real development, yeah. and then also evolve as a person and evolve as a band, come on the other side of it and still be a real person with, with a soul. Because uh, some people lose it somewhere along the way. Like there are, we see it sometimes when, you know, those cautionary tales of artists and yeah. they, they never come back, right? And because essentially we're kind of going off to outer space with each trip we go on with, with each record or with each phase or whatever. And then we, but like you have to stay grounded in something in reality to have a real life. Mm-hmm. And to have like real connections and real, uh, uh, and I see you guys as an example of a, of a band that uh, early success and then had to navigate that and not completely implode or explode. Mm-hmm. And, and then continue on and forward because we all have to do something. We all have to, we all have to make more. We all have to like... Uh, it's the, it's human nature. We, we we have to make another record. We have to yeah. make another thing, um, especially and, if it's going good. Yeah, like it's like oh my gosh, I actually get to show up at this. Like yeah. I'm still just like, you know, I just turned 29, and I'm like I'm still in five sauce. Yeah, 
this is amazing. <laughs> like, I still get to play. And, and you guys are better than ever. Yeah, I feel I mean, like, like we you are. Guys are. You guys are a fucking throw down. Like, as a band with the live show yeah. and, and, and your songwriting and your records, you guys throw down. Like, you guys are seasoned uh, songwriters and, and musicians. And that doesn't also, that doesn't always happen. Some people get stuck. Yeah. And they never develop past where they got where they got their first success i think they get stuck almost like a trauma mm -hmm. they get stuck at an age and they never grow like past with new capabilities and new uh abilities um and so like i've noticed with your band you guys um and i do think there's something about being in a rock band that is there the growth is natural in rock bands specifically um but not always when you've had kind of that pop success mm -hmm. um that i i experienced it and and at a young age too but not as young as you um but i i experienced it at a young age my early 20s and i think i had to reach and figure out how to grow there was a real danger at one point where i could could have become completely infantilized and crippled with uh all the overwhelm of my own idea of what was happening um there is like a therapeutic side of it. I think you have to process like the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, like like you guys, I think we were always really grateful, and we didn't want to blow the opportunity. And we were, and the fans were were so supportive, and we didn't want to let them down. And there was all this stuff. But you guys ha have continued to grow. And where I think Five Seconds of Summer is today, I think you're a better band than you've ever been. I think you. You all write better songs than you've ever written. And I think that you've come out the other side of a decade of hard work. It feels like grounded, hardworking, super connected uh, guys uh, where you could not be. You really could be a, a shell of some yeah. band. Yeah. And that's like, that's a, it's not a fear, mm. but it's like, you know, it's priorities too. Like right. we put each other first for a long time, and uh, but but life changes, and you just have to be flexible. You can't you can't come to conclusive thoughts about the way it was yesterday, or idealize yesterday. You know, like sometimes I wish we we're still a band that could just live in a house together and make music every day. And so do I. But it's just it's back there. Yeah. You know, and everybody wants to live their life. You know, it's not so connected in that way anymore. Yeah. But the fact that we all still make that effort to come together and do do what we do together and experience the kind of mystery of it too. Like um, I've worked with a lot of other people now. I've collaborated with a lot of people and it just made me realize even more that I have a unique relationship that is flourished from our youth and our innocence and like our, uh, our kind of sponge brain yeah. <laughs> in the beginning, you know, like, and, uh, it, you're not going to let people down that you came into the world with, you know, that's like, they're your, your brothers. And, and you, you know, I, I really look forward and I, and one of my goals in this life is to have my friendships with the guys like exist in my life till I'm, till I'm done here, you know? That's how I feel. Yeah. Like, why would I want it any other way? Like, just yeah. be gentle with it. And the success has come and gone. Like, let the relationship be good you know and like, the successes will come and they'll go and they'll come and they'll go yeah you cannot you can't just cling to that like yeah. i think especially when you become more fresh-minded and you're open to the potential of succeeding or failing not being connected to it 
um, I think more success comes because you're being creative again and you're, yeah. not, you're not playing to the gallery or whatever they say. Like, yeah, I, I always feel like we respect when things succeed. Yeah. Um, we really respect it yeah. and we try to to take care of it. Mm -hmm. But we also don't look at failure as like as a terrible thing because mm -hmm. I feel like we learn a lot and we've got and I've, I've gotten old enough now where I've failed at, at enough where I, I have a lot of information from all those failures that I feel like really serves me. Yeah. Um, and helps me make better decisions in the process of what we do. Um, again, I think it feels like, I always think of you guys as like good, like working guys. That's how I see your band. You guys have always worked really hard. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you represent yourselves with, uh, with good manners, like, which is weird to say, but like, I don't know, like there's something old school about me where like I always notice bad manners when, and, and it bums me out, you know, but you can't force everyone to like play, say please and thank you. No, it also, some people's um, approach is lethal, you know, it's yeah. just like the expression, especially in today's current world, like you can um, present yourself with language and that kind of thing in a way that is just entertainment based. Like a lot of people speak a certain way, they say certain things to allure, and it's a whole game of seduction. Yeah, you know? mystique. And, yeah, and it's a it's a whole thing, you know. But uh, respect, I, respect. Seriously, it's <laughs> yeah. just like you know, I don't have that in me. Yeah, I'm like way too chill for that. I, I and I also don't. I'm not really thinking like that very often. And if I say something that is sounding like that, it's probably just a real thing, you know. But uh, yeah. There's a whole thing to it, but I didn't think we would have lost very long if we weren't being polite because, you know, we're, we're not like, uh, uh, I don't know, no one owed us anything. No one owed us nothing, you know. We we came here as... Yeah, but you guys always um, presented that way, though. You didn't present, like, entitled. I think you always felt, felt like, very much like you guys felt, like, lucky. And, and, and I always struggle with luck because with lucky like oh it must be nice or lucky because you you have to work hard to get yeah those opportunities yeah um but you can't necessarily uh say i worked hard for this opportunity all the time because some people can't relate to that because that opportunity just looks so big and great and you know you have a hit record or you have this or that and you're like well i worked really hard for a long time to try and get here uh but there's a humility to understanding the opportunity and respecting it mm. and then the success have like when it when the success arrives whenever it does to actually understanding like, the gratitude i have to show mm -hmm. is not necessarily always to god or the universe sometimes it's to all the people watching that are inspired yeah and they need to see someone win with some class and humility to be inspired to do it themselves because if we feel like someone's winning and they're and they're untouchable and they're not we can't relate to them we start to kind of almost go like i don't know if it's possible for me because i'm not special like that because mm. uh, sometimes it, 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 i would look at someone who seemed like just so far out because they were just so good at what they did or they were like i i would just look, put such a distance between me and them because mm. i was like i'm never going to be that talented but then i would see a musician that was hum that felt really humble and i would relate to them in that way and i would go like i think i could get lucky like that guy 
Yeah. Even though now I know it wasn't luck. It was really hard work. And there's some luck. But if we don't work hard, luck is worthless. I think it's a lot of persistence. Yeah. Like, I think that's what the guys and I realized too. It's like, we're not, we're really not. There's so many, oh my, my gosh, how many places have I been on tour where I've walked into a bar and seen a 15 times better band than what we are. There's a lot of people out there with the ability that just is incredible, you know? And uh, I think I've always, we've always just thought in the way that's like, you know, that's the humility though because i'm gonna tell you as a like a a, a guy in, in you know as long as i've been doing this i all we always and me and benj when we talk about bands we always know like the good musicians mm. and we know the 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 bands that can really throw down and you guys are in that category for us you're not in the category of a band that oh they can kind of play Ringing it in. <laughs> yeah. No, like there are some musicians who are on different levels, mm -hmm. but I'd put you guys in the class of, of bands that, that not only are you tight and you're seasoned and you've played a long time together, but individually you guys are good musicians. Yeah. Yeah. I love the way the guys play. Yeah. Like the way they grew. Um, and a lot of it, I saw our musicianship expand so much when we went on tour with One Direction back in the day. Yeah. Uh, because they had this killer band behind them right. it was just insane like chops on the drums and incredible stadium guitar solos yeah even just learning how to harmonize whilst we're on tour with those guys like they were a dialed unit top and, level yeah and if you ever saw <laughs> it says funny if you ever saw the like take me home tour or whatever it was yeah. the first one we went on with them we were just mind blown by the way they sounded through a pa like it was just insanity. I was this. Well, again, like you look at that band, you look at those guys individually, and you you see a high level of talent, yeah. high level of of a of of work ethic, mm -hmm. and real ability in different all the different ways, right? Like I, I I think what happens in pop music is it gets kind of thrown away how good someone is as a musician or a songwriter or 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 w whatever they do. Um, and when you look at those guys and look at look at their individual successes they've had, and um, you can't fake the you can't fake that success for that long. You can't. Nah. You you have to give credit to the success over the time they've done it because you can only fake for so long, and mm -hmm. then it blows up on you and it it, it deteriorates. Yeah, and you go away. Mm -hmm. When you guys went on that tour, your that was your first like. Real tour, big tour. Pretty much. We'd done two before it. Right. We did, we were doing the Aussie circuit, yeah. which was grilling us financially. And it's hard. Because we were like, you know, we hadn't, we ha we made a set of t-shirts or whatever, and we borrowed some money from Luke's mom, yeah. my math teacher. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we made shirts and we went and toured and we were touring Australia. We are playing like 200 cap, 400 cap. Yeah, it's really hard to start there. People. And it was growing. And then the first band we actually went on tour with was Hot Shell Ray. Right. And they we did an Aussie tour with them. And those venues seem absolutely mind-boggling to us when we're supporting them. Yeah. Because at the time, they had had the number one in the US with Tonight Tonight mm -hmm. and all this thing. And we were like, that kind of pop rock actually makes sense for us. We we're yeah. already thinking in an A&R way. We were kind of like, that could be good for us, that right. direction. That makes sense. If we mix it with Green Day and All Time Low and mm -hmm. you guys, like maybe we have a voice that will come out of that genre, that style or whatever. It makes total sense to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, 
So that was our first like tour and we quickly realized that we needed to step it up and get tighter and whatever. And, mm. But that was our first one. And then, yeah, the third tour we ever did was One Direction's tour. How yeah. big were the venues? Uh, well, <laughs> they were huge, but even they were doing O2 matinee shows. So oh, this wow. is 24,000 people twice a day, oh, wow. one at 3 p.m., one at 8 p.m., mm the hell they did that for we we just stuck around there for two weeks they did like they just never stopped playing shows but that's some real pressure too like then we're seeing people young guys like our age working that hard working hard playing two shows a day in arenas is pretty unheard of these days i haven't heard that at all since honestly yeah for two weeks as well and we do that in every city so that tour lasted about two years or something yeah and we're we're playing. We played something that was like, kind of like peak, like One Direction peak, yeah, yeah, time, yeah. And uh, yeah, we would we would play our twenty minute set. We were playing songs that weren't even released yet. Yeah, <laughs> so it was pretty brutal. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, it was crazy seeing seeing that. That was the big reveal of. I was like getting thrown into the like, like there was definitely a version of that like not working for you. Yeah, it wasn't even F- worth getting. You could getting... have fallen apart doing that. Yeah, it was so much surrender. I remember we used to talk to each other and we we're like, it's not even worth getting nervous. Right. Like we don't even have anything on the line yet. Like we just may as well bring some chaotic energy and, and throw everything we got added and not but even... like you the, the band could have broken up then like that's oh, a lot totally. of pressure like oh, to, yeah. to throw some kids out there on this big ass tour and then you have to get out there and perform every every night and and there is a version of that where the pressure is too much yeah and you guys can't take it yeah i remember the first ones but obviously we got to get our chops through doing those twice a day for two yeah, weeks by, by the end of that two weeks we had played 20 like 20 arena shows or something that's insane which was like I don't know, the biggest blessing that's ever happened to us. Like right. it's just was an unbelievable opportunity, you know? And that's where we just became a better band live, you know? Yeah. And they have like a very uh I find that they're they're certainly back then and, and still like I, I've I've only gotten to know um Louie and Liam. Mm-hmm. Uh, really like a and 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 not well. I I can't say that I know them really well, but I've gotten to spend a little bit of time meet meet them, and I was struck by like uh, a similar kind of working class, like you you know, like it feels like and, and they're English, so maybe that's the English version, and you're the Australian version, and I'm the American version. But like well mannered, hardworking, thoughtful, um, feels like they're aware of the opportunity, they respect it, but at the same time, it feels very like like working class to me, mm-hmm. like work hardworking. There's something about that when, you, when you've when you done hard work yourself, you respect other people that are working hard. Yeah. And um, if I was struck by them and how like uh, genuine I felt like they they were. Um, and, and, and not that I was expecting anything. I didn't know what to expect. I, I, I just, I'm always kind of open-minded when I meet anyone, but I was struck by like how, uh, how thoughtful I thought they were. And yeah. I really liked them. Yeah. They're incredible guys. Like, and they all have their own roles. They're yeah. like really, uh, you know, one guy's great at business stuff. The other guy's good at like marketing stuff. Yeah. The other guy's a great songwriter, you know, yeah, Niles, list, list are, goes on. Like, Niles are really good, uh, 
like he strikes me as like a, a uh, like a guy who loves to like write a song, play yeah. play the guitar, write a song. Um, well, he has true spirit from where he's from in his music too, right. and that's like a whole other story. Like, yeah, it feels like real, real musicality and real, like, real love for like the music. But they all kind of do. But so, when you look back on that time, and then the years that followed were even crazier. Yeah, right. Because that's when the the real ride kind of started for you. Yeah. What was weird was we came off that first tour with them and we went away for two years and we made like an album and we started doing our own tours and blah 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 and then they were looking for a support band and we were actually the best fit again because we were doing well with she looks so perfect right so we submitted <laughs> we're like let's do, do it you guys again. still play that song yeah great we play it first I'd be usually so bummed right out the bag it's like, one of my favorites still yeah same yeah. We, we love that song it's like and the way that songs influence is growing is something that I've been witnessing from my seat. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. It's a great song. It's really cool. Like I'm sure you notice with your guys' songs that how they, um, they all of a sudden start to uh, attain new meaning, new life, new message, new movement. Totally. People. They like, evolve. The, yeah. That's the thing about songs is they take on a life of their own. Yeah. And the people that are listening to them give them different meaning. And then over time, it's almost like this like, uh, mass like collective consciousness yeah. when we're all looking or listening to something and and there's this like mass conversation happening happening outside of us yeah and they're slowly taking on new meanings and livelihoods and it's so cool for me that's the dream of the songwriting thing yeah. it's like if we can make something that takes on a life of its own without me like having to push it on people every single day of my life you know when the song goes beyond my influence or our influence or anything like that and people just like it because they like it and they continue sharing it forever yeah like it's pretty that's 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 the dream like that's cool well that's what that's a real song yeah and, and so like i think that's the difference of like when i say like will will something stand the test of time and and i always i always believed Maybe it's not the version, you know, the, the version that you guys are today is this evolved version that no one could predict. It was something, it's like an organic, it's like a tree that grows, right? But I always kind of knew that you guys were like, that your songs would stand the test of time and that you'd have a catalog that would, you're this age, you can still go tour, you can still play all your songs. Mm -hmm. And like, again, like that's not something that everyone can do. Yeah, we're, we're about to do that. Like the songs we're, the, you know, we're playing are from back there for us now. And we made them when we were 15, 16, 17, 18. How do they sound live compared they to They sound like, massive. Right. They're like- Bigger, right? Yeah, they're yeah. bigger. Like the yeah. way we're playing them now is, you know, it's a band that has been touring for a decade. Like it, and they slam. Yeah, they And do. they feel exciting. And the lyrical content doesn't feel- too young anymore it just feels like it's from back then or even and it applies it all but even like when you're singing it now it's almost like it applies to something different now and it still stands in a more mature way because you've lived a little more yeah and i just i feel in my 
self that you just have to have ultimate respect for what you've released. Yeah. Like just stand behind it. Like don't let yes. people don't let people see you be like, oh, I don't know about that song anymore. Like I think you guys you do were. that really well. Yeah, like it's who you were. We like, didn't do that as well until we got older and we re we realized like we needed to love ourselves a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Um it's yeah. therapeutic process. But um you guys do that really well. Yeah, because we're like because when you get out there again, and you, it's not about you right. from, from my perspective or my philosophy towards it. It's not about me. It's about the people showing up who played that song in their own circumstance, in their own world, um, in whatever way they applied their emotion to that it. That moment they're, in they're, their life. Yeah, and it's mm. about them. Like, mm. deliver. Mm. Like, you know, they're, they're looking to you to go, that was my favorite song. Like, that's why I'm here. And a lot of people show up for you guys. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Big. I'm loving it lately. It's been it's been awesome. Like I feel like we've grown a really beautiful thing. Yeah. And uh it's it's really awesome to serve it at the age I'm at right now. Still just really young though. I know, like, I feel it just young. feels weird. It's like <laughs> you just started young, dude. Yeah, that's what's that's... cool. You have all this experience and you know, you 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 could sit there and talk to another guy that's 27, 8, 28, 29 who's just having his first real chance or go or success or whatever and um and you could probably give them a lot of advice that like it's interesting like you've lived a few lifetimes hmm. when you think about like the last 10 years how many lifetimes do you feel like you've lived in that 10 years well i feel like uh i don't know any of those guys uh but i know that my intention remained the same yeah uh, but the shell kept shedding yeah. over and over and over and over and over. And I still, um, but that's when the, the spiritual practice came in. I right. was like, well. Are you religious or are you like, a, or is it more like a spiritual? It's just spiritualism. Cool. Like kind of like a dualistic Buddhist in a yeah. way. But I, I, I think it's all happening. Um, nothing's good or bad. Right. I'm one of those guys. Like, right. I kind of am similar. But you get there through suffering. Right. Like it's just suffering. Yeah. And it's like, well, if this life is suffering, life is full of suffering. Then I need to be cool with it. Like at least tell myself I could be cool with it. Yeah. You know? It's the promise of life that we will suffer. Yeah. And so there will be pain, painful moments that we have to Yeah. Which makes being in a band even more special. Right. Because it, it does relieve a lot of suffering for some reason. It's like it's just this energetic engine that you can cathodically push your traumas through, you can push mm. your suffering through, your energy. The shit that you got caught up in you it's a vehicle it's a to, practice to even. express yeah it's almost like the guys who do like tai chi yeah it's similar to that when you do music it's very much a practice of like yeah people are like why are you hitting the drums so hard it's like i'm releasing yeah this isn't like i'm not playing the song i'm today's energy is coming through and being applied you know when did that spiritual side of you kind of come forth um when I kept getting triggered by everything, right. getting angry about stuff, feeling like I was just one of a kind, lonely, right? Like you know, mm. um, and kept messing up my relationships and stuff just by not having that like uh, unconditional thing that mm. comes through, and you start to just realize that kindness is worth it first, and that's how you heal things, and it's better to be forgiving than begrudging. Um, mm. I think, <laughs> I think, but that, that's, I, I feel like we all have that 
every person has that moment mm. where, and it's all kind of like always in your like somewhere in your mid to late twenties, because you become like this adult. You come out of youth and you kind of come in. You turn this corner somewhere in your twenties where where you become, you know, fully aware that you're responsible for for yourself, your life, and your life, and, yeah. and your actions, and 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 then you also become aware that you have some that you that you like have some issues. Yeah, since you're not aware of it when you're young, you're, you're completely unconscious. Well, usually the issues are what are sold about you. Yeah. Which is even more confusing. It's yeah. like, damn, y'all put that up bad. on the, yeah. <laughs> y'all put that first. It's pretty like, dark, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's like, for instance, like you go on my Wikipedia, all it talks about is my like dysfunctional family life right. growing up. Mine it's too. Like, yeah, it's like that's brutal, Thanks, man. Guys. Yeah, <laughs> like, do we really have to put that first? Like, yeah. I feel like I did a whole bunch of other stuff we could talk about. God, too. it's painful when you read it sometimes. Like, like I, it's I feel the same way. I'm like, why are you guys? advertising my relationship with my father <laughs> yeah. and you're like it's a, and then you have to try and trivialize it so that you can live with what's happening yeah instead of going it's really painful that all of you know about my relationship with my dad and yes i know i wrote about it yeah but that was my outlet yeah but now everyone just it's on my wikipedia page i know and i'm embarrassed by it kind of because i also also don't hate him fully no i'm, I'm no. trying to find peace here and you're all you all kind of hate him I know. And it's just so confusing when you're like 21, 22. It is, yeah. Um, but that also is like an element of personal forgiveness that comes in, all that stuff. But yeah, it's just seeing everyone as you. Bunch of me's out there. I'm a you. You're a me. The old golden rule. <laughs> yeah. But I try try stick to that because it makes me kinder. And I think about things a little more mindfulness, you know. But uh, I totally agree. I think it... it uh, it allows us to also like like ourselves yeah yeah which is the thing i had to learn how to do yeah oh every day you know it's like that critical voice that was always in my head whether it came from me or not it likely came from someone when i was a kid mm -hmm. and then i learned how to talk to myself by modeling after the the adults but mm -hmm. but that voice is there now. And it, and I actually, I think if we can't replace it or change it, which is way, you know, I always say like, if, if, if people are out there listening and they're going through this life change of like, how do I become the person I wanna be? Maybe it's my health or maybe it's my personal happiness or my, you know, my, my productivity, I wanna achieve a goal or whatever. Um, the voice is important. Mm -hmm. The one that's telling you, you can do it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's worth it. Your best effort was worth it. Mm -hmm. um, but if it's if the original programming you have is a, is a critical voice, yeah. Like, what are you doing? You better watch out. You better blah 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 blah. You better blah blah blah. Like like um, you have to learn how. What I kind of in, if I visualize it, what I had to learn how to do was turn that voice down, and then try to introduce another voice when I was aware that I was being mean to myself. Because I've said this before, but like. If, if 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 anyone else was talking to me that way, yeah, wouldn't hang out with them. Yeah, it's also like just becoming like put less worth on what people think of you. Yeah. You know, like mm. it's incredibly hard, and I deal with this all the time. Mm. But I'm like, look, if I'm making a clown of myself, or I'm like, you know, uh, you're scared of your art form because you're afraid of not being the best at it, or whatever. It's like 
you got to do it for you. Like mm. you just love it. You just do it. It doesn't matter what anyone says about it. It doesn't matter what they perceive it as. You really, your only job is to like shine through all that and not take it personally and not attach it to your definition of self. Like, you know, just got to throw yourself into stuff. Like I'm not the most confident person, but I'm on stage and I put myself on stage because um, it like scares me and I know that if I just, it's like skydiving, you know, I just got to get out there and I, something else switches on and I like the way it feels and I like what I do, but you know, you're always going to get people who are like, have that negative, they project their negative inner voice on you. Um, it's a maze of that. So you really got to be uninfluenced. I yeah. Think being uninfluenced, uninfluenced sometimes is like the way to clear your head and gain confidence. Um, do you feel like the 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 though the thing that drives you cuz I I I've you have never struck me as a a a person that doesn't have intention. So yeah. you do feel like you that you, you if you put your eye on it you're going to you're going to go after it work after it. Do you feel like your drive comes from either a growing up with 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 not a lot a lot of us sometimes, and I certainly from experience, um, have a fear of losing everything and being, yeah. you know, back there. Cause that's like, it's like the place where I started was, was bad enough mm. that I never wanted to go there again. And, and so I always found myself working to get away from it. And even at this age, I can still say that, that it feels, it lives deep in my gut. Like, like the fear of ever being back there. It's as far yeah. away as I am from it now. Yeah. Um. So A, the fear of of losing or going back. B, the respect of the opportunity and just like it feeling like it's it's, um, so big. We we have to do this. Or or C, to prove everyone that I'm that I am valuable. That yeah. I, I am special. That I can do something. It's not that for me. But it is a little bit of where I'm from, I guess. Mm. But as I, the further I got in my consciousness from where I grew up, the more I loved it, mm. the more I was like, oh, that was the incubation for me and all my, um, my, a lot of my strength and a lot of my sensitivity to other people's lives. Um, I feel like it's a human to human gift yeah. that I get to beat the shit out of drums every night and write these feeling songs about things I've been through and present them. That's definitely a gift. That's a big, big thing why I continue. Um, and then the other thing is, how do I want to die? And right. it's just doing this. Yeah. Like I probably, <laughs> that's, that's that's cool with me. Yeah. Like I'm kind of creating that for myself. You know, I'm not gonna go and give up or anything. I'm gonna, I've chosen what I want. I've chosen what I want to do and I'll, I'll die doing that. Like that's that's cool with me. Um, yeah, I don't morbid know. and great. Yeah, it's just how it is for me. I'm a little bit nihilistic deep mm. down. I'm like, this life is chaos. And are you hard on yourself? Um, yeah, but I was fatherless, right? So you had to my father is in my heart. You know, right. that's talking to me. I'm my own. You know, you can do better. I say, or, right? You know, rise to it. Um, it's interesting. Don't right? you know? Because I can. That that the source, uh, you know, it's a spiritual place. That voice where it speaks a bit of truth in the back of your head, and you know it's right, and you know you should follow it. That's kind of my father, 
yeah it's a weird thing no no, no it's, it's not a complex it's not psychological thing it's but. not actually I, I i actually feel the same way like i feel like like you know my relationship with my dad was estranged for most of my life um you know i mean he left when i was young and and then um we didn't reconnect until very very later mm-hmm. um and and you know my mother was under so much strain and and so that she didn't have a real uh not only do i think she didn't have the tools uh i don't think she had the capacity to take care of us so it was the kids like we all kind of like the four of us like stuck together and we figured things out and then we all left home at young ages yeah um we had to learn how to be parents and and that's the thing too when you have kids it kind of fucks you up because like I had an early model from when I was young and then there was this big gap of like in my formative years, I didn't have parents that I was like bouncing stuff off of or like calling like, hey mom or hey dad, like, hey, what should I do here? Hmm. And especially you come in getting into the music business at a young age and you have some contract and you're oh like, my God. mom and dad, um, <laughs> what do I do here? There was no one. No. So then we, I can't say that we had terrible people around us but i can i can also say that there was one person that stood out as a parental guiding figure that didn't care about anything but the well-being of us mm-hmm. and also where we're from it just seems like such a magical opportunity you better sign whatever they put in front of you exactly and, you know so i understand all of it yeah but now as a as an adult with with say my kids were going to go into this business i would be protective yeah and I would bet on them long term. I wouldn't sign something that 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 was bad long term. And yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, I I was down to sign anything as well. Yeah, me too. I was because, like, put it in front of me. But also, I was too distracted, like working already. I yeah. was like, whatever. Like this seems like when in a younger mind, I was like, all of that shit just seemed like noise. Yeah, I was like, it's got nothing to do with what I'm trying to achieve here, which is connectivity. Not mm. not. It's the least important part to you at that time. It was, yeah. yeah. But then you realize it's that pure. It, that's pure though. Yeah, really pure, really naive and just like straight light, just like we're gonna, I'm just gonna keep making music until I'm, <laughs> until I can't. And I, you know. you know what? I wouldn't even say naive. I would say um, there was an unfair advantage. Like I always say to you, like the game is rigged, man. Yeah. Right? Um, now it is rigged, but there is, there are moves and there, and you can win. I'm not a hater of the music business. There are so there are great people and but there are also predators and there are also lots of bad things. Mm-hmm. Um I tend to think there are more good people than bad people. Um but I think that like if I sat down with you and said hey, all right kid, listen. Option A is 1 plus 1 equals 2. Option B is 2 plus 1 equals 3. And option C, which is the one I want you to sign, is one plus one equals negative eight for you yeah. <laughs> and 25 for me. You know what I mean? So like when you, if any kid in their right mind would look at it and go, well, I don't really like option C. That just seems kind of unfair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is the one. You got to sign it. Uh, it. No, you'd go, you know what? I'll take option one. One plus one equals two. Yeah. But then the confusing part, man, is... I some of my best collaborations, not creatively, business wise, right. have come about by giving a bit more than I should have. True, because you're saying to a whole team of people, you're going, "Look, I understand your livelihood counts on this. Yeah, 
I'm a part of it. You're a part of my livelihood. I agree with that. Let's make this a reward for you for X amount of time because I understand that I'm not bringing much to the table yet. That's really, really smart. And it's really like real. Yeah. Because it's easy to also say, fuck the music business. Like, right? But that's not actually fuck the music business. No. You're right. Like you do have to give a little and and but then I think everyone has to respect it. And like let's also like make room for growth and like make room for for these kind of these living breathing things that aren't really you can't put them on paper really um so like i think you're 100 percent right and that's actually the reality which tells me like oh there's a guy who's lived through a bunch of deals and understood <laughs> yeah. and actually understood like the value of all the parties involved and well it just blew my mind when i was you know you'll be in new territories and you're in a room of 40 label people right and it's like wait the contract i signed is essentially keeping everybody's jobs and stuff here and yeah. all that kind of stuff and you go oh well, i'm really a part smart. of something way bigger like this yeah. is this is people paying their rent in the apartment that they moved to because they came here to work for capital records and right and me being a part of that company right now and me signing in means they can stay here for another three years it's true and and little things like that that you just don't you know, when you're too in yourself about what do I get, mm. how am I going to get fed? Really, it's like you got to be a team player, big collab. That's how the dream works. Really thoughtful. Yeah, that's real, dude. That's like yeah. it, it. When you really break it down like that, it actually kind of contextualizes a lot about how it works and how we all succeed. It is in groups. It is in teams. And, yeah. and when you have a good one, it's great. Yeah, because I think you make your main money as a. I think I'll make more money in 20 years than I have in the peak of my career. Yes, you will. Like that's because you bet on teams to solidify your your brand, your name, your music, your everything in a global market. It takes thousands of people, thousands of jobs. 100%. And you know? and I, like like I do think also like from my experience, I think the the um you know, the companies we've built and the things we've been able to be a part of the last 10 years yeah are influential in a different way than our music was but i like them both the same like just as much because i love the catalog that we that we you know the the, the records we made and the and the, the the legacy of our music like i'm really proud of it because you know like you like you guys we were we started in high school we didn't know anything mm -hmm. and we just tried really hard and and then we got better and better and better and i can say with with 100 percent confidence and and not in a cocky way when good charlotte steps on stage to this day we can throw down live like we're a really good live band and it's yeah. a lifetime of playing together yeah from 15. and you have an incredible drummer we have a sick drummer oh my gosh he's, he's a sick. beast so are you though yeah but I, he I thinks watch... you're a sick drummer too <laughs> now he's got that thing he plays like the guy from jane's addiction as well anyways but it's just drummer stuff. He but. is a sick drummer. Oh my god! And he's got, played with some incredible people. Yeah, didn't he play? Who did he play with? Played with Morrissey. Ooh. Played with Ben Harper. Yeah, he's 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 a sick drummer. Dino yeah. is a uh, one of a kind. Yeah, you guys have a great motor. Yeah, got a great engine back and there. And Paul, bass player. Ooh. sick rhythm section. Yeah, I mean the dude, the dude. He, most of the time, he's 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 playing at like fifty percent of his capability. Yeah, uh, with good Charlotte songs, because if you hear him throw it out on bass, it's just like sick madness. Yeah, yeah, that's sick though. That's that's 
Yeah. Which is a whole other thing about how to build a band, you know? Yeah, it is. It's like real, a real thing. The rhythm section is the fucking anchor, man. If you don't have a good rhythm section, the whole live show, it cannot be good. No. How do you, are you in, and Callum like, wow, we're full blown telekinesis, dude. Right. Him and I barely have conversations. We're just like, we're thinking the same thing. Because you guys are locked. Sometimes we're pretty locked. Yeah. Um, we, yeah, we just have this a deeper thing. It's just something that happens when you learn someone's, your subconscious mind analyzes them without even asking it to. And you just learn, like, you learn them, like, uh, like for instance, if you went out hunting with someone or mm -hmm. something and you learn, like, their role is that. They're going to do that this way because you've done it with them a thousand times and your role is this. Um, you know, I really know Callum in that way. I mm. know we have our own language, which is why our relationship is slightly indestructible mm. because it isn't based on any like um, external human shit. Right. It's a flow state that we get in together that isn't, that's wordless. Pretty crazy. It's like a dance too. Yeah. Um, I was wondering that, like, what's your what like what's your friendship with Callum like? Like, be, being the rhythm section and having to always be in sync. And when you guys get up there on from start to finish of the show, mm -hmm. the everything else we can take in and take out. Yeah. But the 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 rhythm section of the show for me is like the motor. It keeps everything in line, mm -hmm. and that to me is the definition of a good show and a bad show. Even like in Good Charlotte. Yeah. We had to, we at one time we had to have a drummer fill in, and, and it was a one-off thing. It was a freak accident. Yeah. Um, thank God it was all all okay, but like it was so hard. It was so bad, and it was a really good drummer. Yeah. Um, but since Dino came in fifteen years ago or something, um, you don't have to think about it. It just always is. Everything is locked. So solid. How do, how is you and Callum like? Yeah, I'm your very friendship. Yeah, I'm blessed to be in a creative business with a guy like Callum. Yeah. Like he is so human and real and he's so deep and sensitive. But Seems he's so easy though. He has a deep wisdom that he's one of those guys you won't say shit until he's like penny drops moments, you know, yeah. like he's just like, he's an epic problem solver. He's not in it for like, the like look at Callum. You're right. Um, and he's very zen, peaceful, big wave kind of guy yeah and uh he has a lot of like a lot of he's a deep soul yeah know? he doesn't say a lot no but he says a lot right you know what i mean mm. like he has a lot of depth when he speaks he speaks with a lot of intention and yeah i remember when when we were working with you guys um back in the day and i always wanted to make uh callum laugh yeah. Like it was always like, I don't know why. There's I feel a, like I actually remember that. It's a, cause it, there's some, it's Did like you a used prize. to call him your son or yeah. something like Callum, you're my son. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I haven't called your mother. Uh, I'm a terrible dad. Um, uh, I would just try, like, I don't know why, but it felt like such a prize when I could get him to like laugh. Yeah. Not that he's, yeah. not that he's not a fun guy, but he's quiet and you don't know what he's thinking. Yeah. And he, he's very reserved, extremely talented, uh, great voice to like such a bass player, dude, such a bass player though, <laughs> when it comes down to it. Yeah. And like, there's something about actually getting him to laugh and like, <laughs> it was always felt like money to me. Yeah. I know. Uh, <laughs> I, 
I really, really like him, man. Yeah. And he uh he is critical for the social dynamic of our band. Like yeah. he he is so zen, so real, so sensitive, like deeply thinks about everything. Yeah. Is he the guy who like if oh if if Callum's upset? Oh yeah, everything's then there's a up. problem. Yeah, but things are messed up if Callum's upset. Right. Like things are worse than you think. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's not very swayable either. Like, we could be going through anything. He's never, like, stressed out or anything. Right. Very zen, dude. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I always thought, like, that's who Callum was. I always thought that. Like, yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's, yeah. God, he's, a, he's a special one. Yeah. But his definition of success is in his family. Right. Like, he wants to be, he's a family person. You know, he's not trying to have, like, a lot of material. Mm wealth he's more like is my family cool he was like that from the get-go mm. to so much so where it's like shit i feel kind of guilty like you're really good to your people like yeah. so good he would cut off his own you know for his people you know he's amazing but yeah it's just the kind of guy he is where does he live uh he's in la oh cool yeah yeah he's up the street yeah <laughs> yeah i was wondering if anyone lives in australia no not yet okay i i want to right yeah, that's it's got to be conducive to actually being able to live there. I mean, going there is one thing. It, it kind of like you'll never not live in Australia, but actually keeping a house there when you're touring all the time, it doesn't make a lot of sense because so far. But like, I'm sure you go there every now and then, and you 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 yeah hunker down and 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 uh, like enjoy being home because it is such a special place. But like, it is hard if you're a, a, a touring musician. Living out of Australia, no way, right. no way. Yeah. Like I, just, that would just be extra, extra hard. Right. Yeah. But I go back once a year. Cool. Just to touch base and hang out with my family and my brother and sister. Like just getting older so quick. Yeah. So yeah, that's the thing about being in a band. You miss a lot of people growing up and changing. And yeah. The other thing that you don't um, talk about, but you miss all the birthdays, all of them. You miss all the weddings. You miss all the special moments if someone has a game or someone has a, yeah, you know, a, life a, something that's special to them. You weren't there to witness it, yeah, and so you don't get to give a lot to your family when you're doing this thing, yeah. Um, and it's a sacrifice. It's not like it's a cool. It's not like that part of it is not like it's a good thing. No, it's a huge sacrifice, yeah. you know, and uh, that's why I think deep down it's painful if someone were to say to you like. You know, I don't think this means shit to you or whatever. Like, you're not working hard enough or whatever like that. It's like, I, you know, you sacrifice your whole family life, you know, for your dream or your gift. Um, but you hope that that, you know, the relationship I with my brother and sister is like, I'm doing this because I got a, an opportunity to. And you guys should live your lives in that power too. Yeah, like, live whatever, your opportunity. Whatever calls you, like, Go for don't it. hesitate, you know, this is it. So that's the above all. I feel like that's what I'm contributing um, to them in a way. I think it's like also there is a, a space where, and 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 I think at the at the surface level, people could go, oh, they always kind of go first to like money and fame, mm -hmm. but that's not actually the most important part of this. That's that's a byproduct of of everyone else's idea of me. That's a byproduct of success, a byproduct of a bunch of other things. But like going after the dream you have to create something and then bring it to the world and then, and then have it live in the world and take root. 
-hmm. and exist as a body of work like any painter any director of movies writer books living in the world in a real way is the accomplishment when i've gotten to that place where i have records that have a legacy on of their own and which you guys are at that place i think you, you and maybe you haven't even thought about it but like i have been able to think about it the last 10 years because i haven't been touring mm -hmm. i have kids and i've been raising kids and i've been able to think a lot about this stuff yeah. and like the legacy of my music is going to be whatever it's going to be but it is something it is yeah and that was the the that was the accomplishment yeah that was it that was it the the author that wrote all those books whether you read them or not you know they exist that's the accomplishment is the legacy of the work and even okay so here's like a fourth wall moment for you yeah i just want to live yeah is how i learned that i could sing in falsetto oh wow on sing star <laughs> and, that's cool and you'll hear in most of five sauces songs i still go back to why don't we just do some falsetto like mm. we need to get up there falsetto is a great little a tool arrow which to you taught to me not a lot of people were doing falsetto no they weren't dude and i love falsetto yeah and and it's such an effective way to cut cut through and and you know i've always thought of that so you know how like, i learned to do falsetto now when we wrote i just want to live yeah same i was I'll singing think. the chorus and i couldn't get high enough so i did it really quiet it's just like a like hey this is kind of what i'm thinking and it was falsetto yeah and then eric valentine was like oh, that's cool you should do that stack it up and then we did it and then i started practicing it and i got pretty good at singing falsetto yeah but it was just out of like still being kids playing around writing songs mm -hmm. i and you know i copped that through sing star on playstation 2 sick <laughs> <laughs> that's how it came together dude that's, hey so it was a uh, so it was important uh to be on that video game. Yeah, it helped me discover my voice. We were a big like, video oh my... game band. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, what is this voice? I could sing out there. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. What about your um your new music? Oh, I'm are you making... talking about it yet? Yeah. I okay. mean, people, if there are people are fans of the band and my music and stuff, I'm making music all the time. I take every opportunity I can to make music. Like, that's what's up. Just got to show up for it. To be... You know, I I kind of every now and then I'll go into dark mode and I just absorb the world, mm. you know, and stop thinking so hard about how to translate it into something that benefits me and I'll be like that. But then I know when I want to start writing songs again, plain and simply because I'll just hear them in my head mm. um, and then I just get going again. I hear the world i hear i see the colors of it i you know hear the way i want to produce it i hear the energy i want it you know i i feel the energy that i that i'd like it to convey on the other side of the stage um and i get going on that you know uh with five sauce i'm down to make an album every year forever mm. if they are <laughs> with my personal music I'm always making it like right uh, it's always just happening yeah because it's developing to me like i'm really on my artist journey i'm developing my personal voice and message you know and uh that's what it's all about for me right now i i feel like you're the mu so the latest music that you that i got to hear mm -hmm. um i was blown away by it oh thank you and yeah i mean it's 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 awkward to have to sit there and have someone tell you how blown away they were by your music and and how do you respond but i'm just saying 
like there is something in the music that you're making on your own. And I actually think some of it would work with five sauce. Like, like I think it's crazy sometimes, like, but at the same time, like, I think it's, it's, it's as relevant and big in its own way, even though it's different than five sauce in some ways, I still like, God, I think it's so good. And if it, like, I feel like it needs to be released and like there's, cause there's radio, like I hear songs that could be on like alternative radio and, 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 and there's also, there's a real like vibe to it that is, is not, um, completely different from the, from the, you know, the, the body of work you've made with five sauce, but like you could tour with anyone with this music. Mm -hmm. um, and just as, but like, to me, it feels just as important and in its own way, it sits really nice next to everything you've done. Um, but there's something about it that's like super new and fresh and mature musical, uh, it it scratches all the itches for me when I listen to it. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, I, I I was blown away by it. Thank you, man. It was one of the reasons why I wanted you on to come talk here, because like I was struck by it. I was just like, "What the fuck? Like this isn't a, this isn't a side project." Yeah, I'm excited to continue on that. And everything I write, if it sounds a bit like five sauce, definitely five sauce. Great. Like, yeah. I, I send it that way. Yeah. Like like. That's where my allegiance is sometimes, you know, I'm like, oh, this is a five sauce banger for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a personality to it that just translates and it's like, what kind of band would you want behind this? Yeah. Five sauce, you know? Um, but then there's songs with my poetic message that's just me, you know? Yeah. I couldn't even ask the guys to sing it, you know, because it's just like, it's relevant to me. It means something to me. And it's, and you're doing it for you almost. Like, yeah. I'm just tinkering with this thing over here. Yeah, and I'm just patient with my own music. Like mm. I'm not gonna put it through the speed wheel. Mm. Like it, it's right when it's right, and it's great when it's great. And uh, I'm really pretty hell bent on writing the majority of it myself. Like I've been in collaborative situations a lot with the band, um, but what my my vibe is right now is discovering that that truer voice for myself. Do you feel like it's a little bit like you're in your like your own little studio painting and you're just kind of painting a little bit every day, standing back, looking at it, going like, huh. Yeah, and a lot of it's magnetism. Mm -hmm. A lot of it's like, you know, um, just for conversation's sake, like I am. I say to myself, I'm ready for the people in my life to help me evolve. Mm -hmm. And I just say it to myself. I say it every day, just... I'm here, I'm ready, I'll show up, I'll do what I want to do, I'll do what I need to do, and uh, I'm ready for people like that to appear in my life to mm. help the teams that we're talking about, you know, yeah. like, I'm ready for that, you know, and you you kind of prey on it, you mm. know, like, you you bring it to you yourself, you know, um, and I'm ready for the mystery that that holds in a way, you know, like, I have no idea what will happen with my music, but uh well something i'm gonna make it so. i always say something <laughs> something's gonna like happen, when, yeah. when, when when people come to me and they're like what should i do and i'm like well something always leads to something yeah exactly and nothing always leads to nothing yeah like but what i do know is it's naturally occurring for me mm. like i'm still really loving 
love being in the studio. I love making music and I love searching my message and that kind of thing. And, so, and you know, and by the way, like something always leads to something. Actually, my therapist taught me that and I always uh, use it. Um, uh, but having someone like that also just kind of changes your life when you have like a person that's helping you unpack everything and make sense of it. Um, but I also think the, the the kind of mantras you have and the and the like the affirmations you have and um, whether you realize it or not, whether you intentionally like, I do think everyone needs personal GPS mm -hmm. with some directions, mm -hmm. so that every day we get up and we we're going in the direction of the thing we're trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. And like, I do think that a lot of people. Uh, kind of change directions and change gears and, and and because they're they're not actually kind of being taught like no no like if we want something to happen we have to say it and say it yeah and say it and then as we start as we're saying it every day we actually start taking steps towards it and and like another thing i kind of learned fr from someone was like we will we will find what we're looking for in the forest right we're looking for the bears we'll find them yeah <laughs> and if we're looking for the the berries and the good things we'll find them um that is life mm -hmm. uh, so like by saying i i want to grow i want to to evolve um you're looking you're going out into the world every day and like looking for it mm -hmm. and you're likely having a better experience because you're thinking that way than than if you're like i gotta watch out for all these fucking bad people and all this bad stuff and yeah and even the band, when you think about like, like, because like, I keep going back to like, how do these guys um, keep it together when we look around and we see everyone falling apart? Hmm. And it has to be that you're all optimistic people looking for the good. Yeah, we have optimistic mindsets because mm. um, we, I mean, personally, I just don't see the perp, I don't see the point in training my mind to think any other way. Yeah. Like, life's really brutal yeah like there's no point in just dwelling on that like yeah <laughs> you know uh yeah so i just try to speak to myself in a way that it's like i define my own success which is just little really tiny things like you know i'm not even going to reveal what they are that's my, good my success is you know it's just mine and, and your daily happiness. Yeah, so but that allows me to show up still for my everything because I'm not putting too much pressure on it, but I am doing the work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Thank you, man. You too. <laughs> Dude, thanks for coming on. <laughs> Thank you. I man. love talking to you, bro. I could talk to you for hours. Yeah, I'm around, man. So uh, let's I chat again. It. I love it. And I want some candles. <laughs> oh, yeah. I get, yeah. I'm going to buy them. I'll send you some candles, man. You don't have to buy them. Um, <laughs> and some sauce. Oh yeah, some five is sauce. That gonna, is, is that like a thing people know yet or not? Not quite, but okay. I think they know it's in the pipeline. Okay. If you're a five sauce fan, you know the sauce is coming. Okay, I won't say anything <laughs> about the sauce, but I'm excited about it. Soft sauce reveal. And I'm gonna come to the show. Please do. Yeah, we'll see you at the farm. When's the tour start? I'm starting in Brazil next oh, wow. week. Next week. Yeah. Oh damn. Um, and we'll be out there for nearly fifty shows. So, oh, so where are you gonna be in the week after next? I think I'll be in Peru. Peru. Yeah. <laughs> Lima? Uh, yes, in cool. Lima. Yeah, I'll be playing a show there. We haven't seen our fans there for like six years. You guys years. are huge in South America. I, I mean, know, you're I... big everywhere, but like you have some places where it's like, God damn, those shows are big. Yeah, I'm really ready to. I mean, the LA shows are going to be huge. All the shows in America, but like 
every now and then I'll see a shell and I'm like, God damn, five sauce. Watch out. I know. And I, I'm one of those guys, like, if it, if it's really popping off somewhere, I'll probably want to go live there soon. Like, yeah. Like, if, like, five sauce is destined for Peru, then I'll be down there more. Peru is great. Brazil, <laughs> yeah. all those, all, all, all the touring. Brazil's insane. You know yeah. that. Yeah. Like, your fans there are, are nuts. I know. They're amazing. I can't, I can't wait. Like, the audiences and the kind of shows we're preparing now are just unreal. So, yeah. I can't wait, dude. Me too. Love you, bro. Thank you, dude. Love Thanks, you. Thanks, dude. Cheers. Thank you for checking out today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Don't forget, if you like the podcast, you can subscribe on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you listen. Um, and if you really like the episode, you can rate it and review it on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for listening. It means a lot. See you next time.